Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about the HBO Max launching in the US and what it means for Disney and 20th Century Studios movies. We're going to be talking about uh, Diary of a Future President and Second Season. We'll be talking about a number of other bits of pieces as well this week, including a Kingdom Hearts Disney Plus show. But before we jump into any of that, just a big bit of housekeeping first off. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do subscribe to the channel. We just hit 41,000 subscribers. Massive number. We really kind of jumped up this past week. Um, So a big thank you to everyone for joining us. This is a weekly podcast that we do and it's available on uh, audio platforms as well, like Spotify, etc. So it's a bit more of a long form format than what we do the rest of the week on YouTube. Also, a big thank you to our Patreons for all of their support. Um, and going to be a big thank you to Andrew, Giuseppe, Joshua, Julie, and also What's on Netflix for all of your support. It really does make all of the difference each week with the podcast as being able to go up in its current format. And you can join the podcast uh, Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash What's on Disney Plus. So let's jump into the news. So HBO Max launched this past week in the US, priced at $14.99 a month. If you've already got HBO with some other platforms, you've been able to kind of upgrade for free. There's also been some issues with it not being available on some platforms, but I'm going to throw this straight over to James first because he's actually been able to use it because obviously it's only out in the US. But James, what did you think of this so far? I think it's been really good so far. Uh, It didn't seem to have any of the launch problems that Disney Plus had, uh, at least that I noticed. I did I did wait about a day just to, mm. to give it a chance to sort those out, but I don't think I heard any reports of that. The launch lineup is amazing, uh, not just the HBO originals, but mm. just the movies they have, including a surprise drop of the Harry Potter one through yeah. eight movies, uh, which was convenient for me because I'm actually doing like a, an online rewatch of them with some friends. So we're, we're, we're watching them individually at home, but chatting yeah. about them, we're on a... We're going to do The Prisoner of Azkaban, which is probably the best one. Three, three, yeah. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. I think from like looking on from it from afar, uh, the only issues that seemed to be happening was a lot of people were not happy with it not being available on a number of platforms like Amazon and Roku. Even though HBO was already available through Amazon, they did some kind of deal not quite worked out right and that's got a lot of people upset. I mean, remember what Disney Plus went through when it wasn't on Disney, when Amazon was a bit slow. They managed to get it in in time, but not enough just to have weeks and weeks of wrath. But HBO Max just didn't say anything. No, and it is disappointing because one of my TVs is a Roku uh, built in, so I, I can't do it natively on that, but I've yeah. got other ways to get it on there. So not a big deal, but I do understand Amazon Prime or Amazon accounts for a large number of smart TVs uh, in the States and then uh, fire sticks and, and your Kindle fire, stuff like that. It, so it, it is a pretty big market audience and, and I can understand being frustrated that you're, your Kindle or whatever doesn't work. Especially if you are subscribed to HBO Max or HBO and it should have become HBO Max and now you can't get access to it. I think that's a little bit messy. I mean, you can now get access to HBO Max through Hulu. So you can subscribe through there or if you're already an existing customer, it's kind of automatic. They're just trying to get HBO Max out on to as many platforms as possible. But it kind of was a bit of an odd one because it, apparently I did read that the mobile downloads were didn't even hit like a million. They... Um, because so many apps are just being upgraded, there wasn't a huge amount of people signing up. There wasn't really, there was some slight deals and stuff, but nothing compared to like what we saw with Disney Plus, but it was a brand new app. And I think that's the important thing for a lot of people to remember. Yeah. And it's also worth 
remembering, as you pointed out before, if you are an HBO subscriber through some of the biggest carriers in the States, then you automatically have HBO Max. So there was no reason for you to go in and, and sign up for it unless for some reason you didn't want $15 a month. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those interesting situations. I was thinking about this the other night. If you already have HBO, then of course you have HBO Max. Yeah. And if up to this point you didn't already have HBO Now or, or HBO yeah. Go or whatever, I'm not sure there's enough here to justify suddenly making that jump that yeah. if there wasn't before, then there isn't now. Certainly there are some movies, some shows that you can only get through this way, but is the content library enough? I think Friends, the, the TV mm. show Friends, is probably like the big selling point for people who didn't already have it in the same way that, uh, you know, uh, what am I thinking? Seinfeld yeah. or... Uh, uh, the office, yeah, the office. That's yeah, actually big, what I was uh, for. And also, I mean, they've just done. Uh, it's kind of really weird. It's like because they did put up an announcement saying that they've just got they've secured the rights to the Warner Brothers show, uh, Young Sheldon. And I'm like, hold on a minute, you're having to put out. You think you've got rights to your own TV show? I mean, Disney did that recently with um, Hulu with a show that they got. We've now got access to. Uh, scandal and you're like yeah but you did make it so why wouldn't you um it's kind of an odd one of like why to put that out on like the day after launch just seemed really strange but then you've got other things uh more relevant to us like if you go to the coming soon section you can see ford versus ferrari and ad astra and like but those are those are fox movies well, let's get into that right now, because there is actually a lot of Disney movies and 20th Century Studios movies on HBO Max. Now, the reason for this is HBO and, Warner, and Time Warner, or whatever they wanted to call themselves 10 years ago, they signed a deal to bring their movies to HBO for 10 years. So it doesn't run out till the um, at some point in 2022. We don't know if it's the end of 2022 or it's some way through it. But it was a 10-year deal, and that means that all movies go to them after they finish their releases at cinema and then on home video. So this is one of the big issues with things like, for example, Call of the Wild, Spies in Disguise, The New Mutants. We would probably look at them and go, they're Disney Plus movies, get suitable for family-friendly and all the rest of it. But they're going to have to go to HBO, and then they're going to have to kind of go through the cycle on there before they can become available. That's only in the United States. It will be different internationally. For example, um, Dark Phoenix is a movie that was available on HBO Max. That's available in Australia, and hopefully, I think I've seen that it's coming to some European countries. So it's starting to roll out internationally, um, and that is going to be the issue. But also going forward, there is a number of movies like... The Mighty Ducks, the trilogy of them. There was also the Beverly Hill Chihuahua dog movies, some Santa Buddies and tra- uh, Treasure Buddies, all the little doggy ones. They're all on there, along with like Underdog and a few other bits of movies. It's not a huge amount of Disney movies. They're kind of quite selective. It's the 20th Century Library. It's massive. I mean, you've got Elite Battle Angel. You've got um, pretty much just every movie from the last few years, unless we said Ford versus Ferrari and stuff coming up soon. So it's a very... From our point of view, we will be talking about HBO Max much more over the next like 18 months or so than we would, for example, Netflix, which by the time we've only really got like five or six movies of the big ones left before that deal's kind of completely ended. But yeah, it's, it's very complicated. Uh, it must be so frustrating for um, people at Disney to kind of see all this content they make and they kind of got to let some other buddy, somebody else have it instead of Hulu or Disney+. Plus. It'll certainly make an interesting section of the documentary on the history of the streaming services and the, uh, the 2020 yeah. streaming war or whatever, when we're looking back at it. Um, 
I'd also like to point out for all of you guys who are wondering why Dawn of Justice or Justice League are not on Disney Plus, they're over on HBO Max. Yeah. That's where you can find them. Um, unfortunately, we're not going to get that Avengers Justice League no. crossover that you've all been asking for. And I, just, I also, it, it was kind of quite not noticeable. I don't know if um, HBO was allowed or if they chose not to promote really any Fox content at all. In any of the adverts, any of the promotions, they were very much concentrated on their thing. But then even in their leaving soon section, they had a little like Batman movies. And it's, it's obviously just existing contracts that they've got locked in as well. Well, I'm, I'm wondering because uh, DC or, or Warner Brothers has their own streaming service specifically for the DC content. You know, they've got uh, yeah. original series like Teen Titans and Doom Patrol and stuff like that. And then they've also got or should have the classic Batman movies, by which I mean the 1980 Tim yeah. Burton stuff, and then uh, the Nolan uh, mid-2000s, those kind of movies. But a lot of them are on HBO Max right now, and I think we're in the same situation as like X-Men Phoenix and, and uh, yeah. you know movies like that, where they had a pre-existing contract and they will eventually move it over to DC Universe. Or it could go the other way. Honestly, if I was Warner Brothers, I'd probably be going um, the DC universe app hasn't been making too many ways let's just shuffle everything over to hbo where they can handle the um the risk side and we just hand them shows and throw them up there that's been one of the major complaints really about hbo max um the confusing launch i mean they put up this video of like these three different versions you could get and it was like wow they're re if you're having to put out a video explaining it and people are getting to the end of it and then they're going in the comments going what what's all this that's not to, I mean, Disney have that as well. So let's not, you know, they have Disney now and then they have Disney plus, but I think Disney now never really kind of, they didn't really promote it the same way. So it was never um, a way that they sort of pushed it, but HBO has suffered from that. They've also got lots of other things like Crunchyroll and uh, this DC app that they've got that in reality, now they should probably should start looking at kind of merging it, but it's almost like, did they not want to do that in case HBO max didn't work? You have a big issue as well. They're not, they don't look to be taking it internationally for years. They were just focusing on the US, which might come back to bite them. But they're like the analysts and the, um, a lot of the feedback afterwards have been like, you know, it just didn't, it didn't make as much waves as I think people were expecting. And I don't know if it was that fourteen ninety nine price point or if just the fact that so many people have got HBO already was like, well, we've already got it. <laughs> and I don't know if that was the main thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it, how it shakes out. I know they've got a lot of content on HBO Max that they don't have on regular HBO, yeah. uh, which might be that point for pushing people over to the, the $15 price point. Obviously, a lot of people who don't have HBO regularly are probably not going to add it just to get HBO Max. In fact, many of them are probably going the cord cutter route, as we talked about in the, uh, in the near future. Mm -hmm. We have talked about in the past about the near future. That's what it yes. is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of strange because like, obviously like it's not international. So I'm looking if I was looking at it right now, like from if they launched it in the UK, I would be a little bit along the lines of, hmm, because we've got Mo HBO literally just signed a brand new contract with Comcast slash Sky to do a multi-year deal. So all the HBO content is all going over to, um, now tv for us so it's a little bit along the lines of i like a few of the hbo shows but i'm not a it and also it's not really a big international brand it's very america it's they don't really push it too much elsewhere i would hbo on its own i'd be like well i've watched like two or three shows it's not big here it doesn't mean because they've always been on sky and pushed as like sky movie sky shows so you know, i don't associate them you know game of thrones was on sky here you know these those cut that kind of 
problem that you've got, it's almost like a Netflix original where sometimes they're not Netflix originals, but the way they advertise them, it's the same thing here. So looking at the back catalogue, I was looking for going, well, there's a lot of, you know, lots of Fox movies, lots of great Warner Brother movies. I mean, I, there's loads of Warner Brother movies, stuff that I love, um, like Looney Tunes and stuff like that. It's like, mm, yeah, I don't know if I would watch them. I mean, they've obviously got the Cartoon Network uh, have they got the Cartoon Network? Is that in there? Or is yeah, that they've, got, they've got Cartoon Network and Adult Swim, which are um, yeah. kind of competing versions of, of whatnot. But they, they've got a number of good shows on those as well. Mm. Um, the one that I was looking at was uh, Samurai Jack, which I always mm. wanted to watch as a kid, but never got a chance to. So I might go back and do that. Mm. But what you're talking about is, is kind of the same thing with Disney Plus as well. For For some people all you really want is the new content you want yeah. the mandalorian you want uh, falcon and the winter soldier maybe uh you know high school musical the musical the series stuff like that but there are other people who are like i just want to watch the old uh, mickey mm. and donald shorts from back in the day you know yeah. donald's flipping pancakes and the and the chipmunks are harassing him because the acorns and all that and that that's the same with the looney tunes mm. maybe you want to see wiley coyote falling off a cliff and having an anvil drop on his head or uh you know bugs being a jerk to yosemite sam or uh, daffy that for me i'm not really interested in going back to the old looney Tunes cartoons i grew up with them mm. i remember watching them right alongside the mickey yeah. mouse shorts and i had a great time with them but i don't have the same nostalgia for them yeah uh but that that doesn't mean that it's not a draw for other people who yeah. like you know what the, the the disney cartoons are too tame the yeah. by comparison you know the Looney Tunes, they've got shotguns and TNT and, and faces getting blown off and all sorts of stuff. And it's over there. It's sitting there in HBO Max if you want that. And, and they've got the yeah. whole back catalog. Well, most of it. I think, I think that's been one of the big key things is the variety because there is a lot of variety, lots of different things. And kind of as help, you know, there's been that kind of thing of going, oh, look what they've got. Disney Plus has got like this. And it's like, there's been a number of people that have been saying it. And then you kind of go, yeah, but it, do you remember Disney Plus is like almost a third the cost? You know, you for this for twelve ninety nine, you'd get ESPN Plus, Hulu, and uh, Disney Plus. So you would have that massive amount of variety. You know, it's like, yeah, I understand you comparing it because that's the thing of obviously what we would, what everyone would do right now. But it's like it is, you know, six ninety nine a month, and it is they've they've got their core brands because I find that with the HBO one of some of the brands I look at it and go, yeah, that's a cool brand, you know, Warner Brothers. And then it's like Adult Swim and Crunchyroll and like Rooster Teeth. And you're like, well, to me, Rooster Teeth is just a, you know, a YouTube channel that with a load of people like doing Let's Play videos and inside gaming that I watch and a few other bits and Funhouse and stuff. And it's like, well, you gonna, yeah, and you look at that and you go, well, not, they've not really gone into that very much. It's like, well, here's a few things that we're going to throw up. But the brands are much more erratic on Warner, on HBO Max. Yeah, it's not consolidated like it is with the Disney. You've got the Marvel brand, you've got the Star Wars brand, you've got National Geographic's, and you've got just Disney proper. Yeah, This one is, is all over the place. But that does mean that there's kind of a better chance that there is something for you yeah. in HBO. Like, Disney is very distinct in what their brand mm. is. Uh, obviously, there have been some arguments and, and consumer dissatisfaction yeah. as they realize, no, it really is meant primarily for kids. Uh, whereas HBO, if you, you've got kid stuff, you've got Sesame Street. Uh, the, and then you've got, got The Sopranos. Show, <laughs> and then you've got The Sopranos or Game of Thrones or Westworld or heck, stuff that, that's even more mature than that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, 
Yeah. For my thinking, I kind of think of them as complementary services, yeah. Disney Plus and HBO Max. Uh, in a family situation, Disney Plus is what's safe to watch when your kids are around, even if you want to watch something a little more uh, yeah. mature, like uh, The Mandalorian. Certainly yeah. had some bits that would be pretty intense. Uh, but it's safe. You can turn it on mm-hmm. and you can let the kids decide and you know that you're gonna, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think HBO, that's the kind of line yeah. of... Hulu kind of offers that thing, and I, I still, and I am very much a, a strong thing of, I still believe that Disney Plus would be stronger as one with Hulu in like a D- Disney Plus um, hot start. I mean, I just literally just put up a video, oh, sorry, an article today of what's coming to there, and you know they're getting Ford versus Ferrari, and they're getting you know Terminator Salvation, the new Terminator movie, and it's like Dark Bay, and yeah. If, yeah, and because it, it's a 20th Century Studios movie internationally, and it's like okay it's like instantly oh yeah you're getting some big and like jojo rabbit and things like that and like yeah we're getting something a little bit more meaty with those things but disney have kind of picked the line um it's gonna be interesting where all this leads going forward because i still think disney are watching learning seeing what's going on they want to maybe see if you can get two things going how Hulu's going to look in a few years' time might be a bit different. And once HBO Max, and then we're going to get Peacock and a few other things. But the problem is right now as well is people are going to start going, hmm, I can only do- drop in and out on some of these. I can't have all six services. I mean, most people are going to have probably three to four. I know a lot of people go, I only want Netflix. Well, those, those days are gone now. You can't really do that. But, you know, people are going to drop, drop and change. You know, I know for like me, um, I the, one of the HBO shows I really liked was Chernobyl, and that might be something that I would have dropped in for for a few months and watched it because of the good reviews. But then, to be honest, I probably would have dropped back out, um, and that's ultimately where the issue comes in with all of it. But I think, like right now, Disney are at that dis- disadvantage with HBO Max of not having that variety, but also them just losing a massive chunk of you know you think of all those 20th century studio movies that are going to be out over the next 18 months hopefully <laughs> so, i say um you know, it's like new mutants they couldn't they couldn't look like they could do anything with that for straight for disney plus or hulu because of that contract and they're just stuck with it and we're just gonna but the only good thing is that at least hbo does be much more transparent about what's going to be leaving um, for example, we know that the Diary of a Wimpy Kid Roderick Rules or something is leaving HBO Max this month or tomorrow. So we know that then that's a possibility it's coming to Disney Plus. But we also know that like the Home Alone 4 movies are going to be arriving on HBO Max in the coming days ahead in June. So we'll get an idea of when things are coming on and off. But yeah, it's, it's, it is kind of quite strange. Yeah, and I would actually like Disney to incorporate both of those sections that uh, HBO Max has right up front. The coming soon, which is always nice to know. I know they've gotten better about announcing them, but they're not necessarily in the app itself. And I realize a lot of people don't bother going to places like what's on Disney Plus to find out, you know, uh, what's coming soon. But they also have that leaving soon. So I can go, oh, I wanted to check out uh, The Meg or Braveheart or Tropic Mm -hmm. Thunder. Uh, Oh, I I realized there is now a time limit on my ability to see it. So that that bumps them up the priority scale. Well, I mean, just a prime example of that really was recently um, back in April. Grand Theft Auto 5 was going to be leaving Xbox Game Pass. And then you knew like two weeks ahead. So I just played for it as much as good. I knew I was going to complete it. I'd already completed it before. But there was another game that I was on there and it was like, oh, that's leaving in two weeks. Oh, right. I've got no chance of actually getting into that in time. So let's just scrap that one for my for my schedule. So it is important to have that kind of transparency. I think Disney's 
they don't seem to like that kind of you know anything like slightly negative about disney plus they don't tend to advertise i just feel like they should have you know when home alone for you know when home alone left it should have had a note saying it will be back here in july 2021 or this title is expiring in 14 days seven days whatever to give people and i still think that that's something they should be doing regardless of what um, platform it is yeah, you on Hulu? I, I, yeah but it, it's more than a disney plus thing disney of yeah. course is extremely protective of the brand and anything that could reflect negatively on disney even to a very small amount tends to to get rug swept pretty quickly if they can get away with it yeah. um, and if it's something they can't rug sweep then they will hopefully more often than not you know do something positive with it but there is definitely that sense of uh don't don't make thing don't do things that make the mouse look bad yeah. I think as well as they don't want that whole thing of that leaving scene, but there might only be one or two things in there, but they don't like the, the image that it gives off because as people keep telling, putting, I go, they said nothing was going to leave. What did you, did you didn't quite say that. They subject to contracts. <laughs> we you said know, nothing was going to leave asterisk. Yes. <laughs> but there we go. So that is um, what, so we will be keeping up with everything that's happening with HBO Max. I will be monitoring what's going on because in some ways what's leaving Netflix is becoming less and less, interesting because that's kind of they're all kind of slowly drip feeding off but yeah so moving on from there let's go into some other news from this past week so we got a new trailer for secret society of the second born royals try saying that one what is it with some of these titles that disney Plus doing? Like, yeah. let's try and get seven different names in it of you know between that one die of a future president and the high school musical the musical the musical the series <laughs> but yeah so we've got the trailer so what did you think of that one it looked interesting enough. Uh, I got vibes of um, the Descendants out of it. You know, uh, same kind of acting style, shooting style, kind of the slightly. It is a Disney Channel movie. So it is uh, a Disney Channel movie, yeah. but um, but being able to to say no, this reminds me of the Descendants. I think it's probably a good indicator because uh, yeah. the Descendants is very popular, and I you know, I could see this falling in that same kind of uh, niche there. It's kind of weird, and it's kind of like a princess movie with a spy movie, but with a superhero movie, all kind of locked in. It's going to be dropping onto Disney Plus. I'm just going to bring up the date now, um, July the seventeenth. So not long to go on that one. There, I thought it looked fun. It's the kind of movie that I would watch on Disney Plus. It's not a movie you'd go see on cinema. I mean, I'll be honest. I did kind of enjoy Descendants. Um, I haven't got around to watching Zombies or anything like that yet. It's just a kind of it looks fine. It's a Disney Channel movie. It's not. It was not meant for me. It looks fine. It looks fun, and it's going to be very popular. And I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Obviously, as well, with her being from Andy Mack, that's going to bring in a draw as well. Yeah, and I think between this and Artemis Fowl, I think they're actually kind of. You can tell the difference with the, with the where the budget is sort of Disney Channel versus movies. But I think this is going to be a big success. I think, I think this is going to be much bigger maybe than like Zombies Two, which I don't think really hit the same mark that. Um, this one will. Yeah, we'll see how it, it does, but I'll, I'm definitely going to check it out when it hits Disney+. Plus. Uh, again, not the target audience. I, I haven't really seen The Descendants. I am aware of you know, large parts of it from interacting with yeah. uh, nieces, nephews, things like that, but I haven't actually seen it. That said, I probably will at some point, maybe even in the lead up to this, just to get an idea of what to expect. Mm. Uh, but you know, it doesn't hurt to have it, and... I, I agree with you. It's going to be pretty popular. 
Yeah, so that's cool. So let's move on from there. I mentioned uh, uh, Diary of a Future President that has been um, announced that it will be renewed for a second season. Don't know yet when that's going to be arriving on Disney+. Plus. We don't know if they filmed it or if they are going to be filming it. But this one is actually made by CBS. It's on that kind of an external show that they buy in. I thought this one was done. I didn't think we were going to get this one because the other Disney Plus shows like the World According to Jeff Goldblum, High School Musical and The Mandalorian all got like announced while they were still running. This one's been gone a few, you know, quite a while. You know, it's like something like Encore. I'm not expecting Encore to return, but I thought this one was done. But I'll be honest, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I would like to know more about Bobby's story. I think they need to do a bit more work with, with Elena to get her over, but also... I'm more of the president, which I think is the important thing where they're going to be moving forward. And I'm really hoping that they can kind of get this out maybe after November and just don't let it. Because I think it, I think it struggled with the uh, the current situation of everything that's going on politically. The title just has caused problems for people to not watch it or to get turned off from it. And I think there's some really good stories in there. I hated it to begin with, but I gave it a second go and I did enjoy it. But I do think it it's had that issue of of what it was at the beginning. It was, I, I've only seen the first episode. Yeah. Um, not planning to go back to it, but I, it did seem to have like a bit of an identity issue in the first one. Not it kind of a, what direction do we want to take the show? And it sounds like it's stabilized. Yeah. Um, and even if this isn't a show for me, it's good to have that variety on Disney plus. Cause not everyone is there for the Mandalorian. Not everyone is there to see the Marvel shows. You need to have that range of shows and it. Mm-hmm. And it does seem like it's a good show for uh, younger teenage yeah. girls or even, you know, getting tweens. up and yeah, get yeah. into the tweens, getting a little bit higher than the tweens, having a show that they can turn to, to, to look at and mm-hmm. that talks about the issues growing up. It, yeah, it's important to have it there. Yeah, no, I, I, I will be honest. It was one of those shows that it, there were some stories that was like, oh, okay, but they, they, they kind of pulled on it, and you know, there was things like you know, like having their first period and going and buying bras and stuff, and it's like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm not the target audience, but the family aspect and the, especially um, with Bobby with his sexuality, that kind of all came into it, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of thinking this show is worth it, but yeah, I was really yesterday. I was like, we, we were literally talking. Um, where are we? We're going to was a bit quiet week for Disney Plus news, and then literally within seconds had the press release drop in and go, oh no, they have they've announced something. So um, it's, I mean, it's a bit it's, weird. It's still a quiet week, but yeah. it, at least you get that little bit of extra. Oh yeah, okay, good yeah. news. Right, moving on from there, um, we've also it was we also saw the trailer for Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge, which is now going to be coming to YouTube. Um, this coming week on, I think it's June the 3rd. Two episodes available on the 3rd and then episodes dropping weekly. It's going to be on the Star Wars Kids um, YouTube channel rather than it being a Disney Plus original. And the reason they put in the press release was they wanted to be seen by as many people as possible. Which I was like, oh, in, in, in this current climate. It's like, well, here's a gift to people. And I was a bit like, and like in the Facebook group, in our Facebook, all the mods and stuff, we're all a bit like scratching our heads going... This is the weirdest like thing ever because the show looks 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 quite fun. Looks like Stephanie up, and there was almost like okay, yeah, Disney have kind of decided they need to get something out for Star Wars for kids, and they don't think this is going to pull it in for Disney Plus by the looks of it. Um, I'm hoping it will be added afterwards because I expect it to be because it just says it's debuting on YouTube. Right, that was that was the key word yeah. there was debuting on on YouTube was the strange one. But what did you think of that trailer? 
I thought the trailer was fine. Reminds me a lot of uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple uh, from the old Nickelodeon days, which is a, a very beloved uh, kids yeah. obstacle course show from, from back in the day. And I think it's have as a resurgent right now. Uh, it's definitely the kind of thing where if I was a kid, I'd be pestering my mom and, and dad to be like, can I, can I do that? Can I go, can I go and do that? Um, but yeah, it coming to YouTube is an interesting thing. I'm, and I, their phrasing and they, their press release yeah. was really weird. I suspect it's more of a, the kind of thing where right before Disney plus launched, they had one episode of high school, the musical, the musical yeah. on, uh, the Disney channel kind of as yeah. an advertisement for, if yeah. you like this, come over to Disney plus yeah. and, and while I'm, I, I'm not following their logic on the YouTube yeah. or at least their, their stated logic, yeah. I could see it as a, Hey, this is what the kind of thing that you're missing over on Disney plus yeah. here. We're, we're, we're being magnanimous and generous by dropping yeah. it to you on YouTube, but Hey, don't you want to kind of pop over and see what you're missing on the other side of the fence? Yeah, there was a couple of, I mean, it reminded me a bit of like, um, for us, we had shows like this as a kid, like Nightmare, and you had uh, The Crystal Maze and Funhouse. So those kind of shows, there was a lot of adults going, can they do an adult version of stuff? That looks a lot of fun. Um, the only thing that got me is why drop it on the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel? Because it doesn't even have 200,000 subscribers rather than putting it on the Star Wars main channel, which has got millions. You know, and they're thinking... Well, in reality, you know, our YouTube channel is only like a quarter smaller than that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not spending the budget they've got <laughs> on those shows. It's just like, okay, that's not a huge amount of, I mean, I've, it's like, it's almost like, are they trying to get more kids into Star Wars? Because they're feeling like they're drifting away. Maybe that's, you know, they want the next generation. I don't know. It just seemed very strange. The trailer looked fun. I'll be honest. I will watch the first one as long as they don't geolock it because they have a tendency to do that with YouTube sometimes. But yeah, I'll watch it on Disney Plus. But strange way of just moving it. Um, I, the only thing I could see is that they didn't want to put it out as a Disney Plus original and then put it on YouTube because that makes it look, makes Disney Plus look weak. Whereas if they do it the other way around, no one would notice. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, we're, we're debuting it on the Disney Channel. We're debuting it yeah. on uh youtube we're debuting it on netflix or, or whatever and then yeah. it's coming to disney plus it definitely is a different look than well it's on disney plus um and, and then the kind of implied the numbers yeah. weren't as good as we thought so here have it on youtube yeah um i mean that's just kind of it i mean this is the whole issue with them moving into this weekly drop and monthly drop and doing them you know like things like the big fib you know, will that ever be kind of heard from ever again? Because what doing show? It, I don't remember that show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on from there, um, Disney Plus is set to launch in Japan on June the 11th. It had been previously announced, but now we've had it officially confirmed. It'll also be replacing Deluxe Disney, which was a streaming service they launched last year. So if they're a member of that, they can already automatically get into the new one. They never released any subscription numbers for that one, so... This would probably be another big boost for Disney Plus subscriber numbers globally because there's a lot of people in Japan and Disney is very, very popular. Um, again, just kind of keep building on that momentum of going, we've got this many. I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they hit 60 million subscribers by the end of next month when, with Japan fold, folding in. Yeah, uh, Japan absolutely loves Disney. Uh, just they've had a love affair with it since way back in the day. The one area I could see them getting hurt in the Japan market or um, maybe not performing as well is because they don't have the studio Ghibli films, which yeah. of course originate in Japan and they're on the HBO max. I don't know what the right uh, they're situation. On they're on Netflix everywhere else in the world. That's right. Uh, I don't know about I'm, Japan. Japan might be doing it different. 
I, either way, they're not on Disney Plus e- here or in Japan. And Studio Ghibli is generally considered one of their national treasures. So mm-hmm. uh, not yeah. having it is, is kind of an, an impact, but they, they're still going to have all the Disney content and it's going to do really well over there. Yeah, I mean, um, having been out to Japan in the past and been to Disneyland out there, yeah, I and been around the shops and seeing how everyone, you know, all the merchandise and all the signs everywhere. It's like, yeah, there is no doubt that they are a massive, there's uh, massive Disney fans. So it's going to bring in a lot of subscribers, and yeah, it's just going to help continue the. And also, this is where I kind of look into it now. Of the more it keeps branching out, the more money that's going to be spent on originals because they're being sold now internationally. You know, it's not just about, you know, Big Fib might not do very well in America, but it might do amazing in India or Japan. You just never know how that's all going to work out. Yeah. And it's worth remembering, of course, going back to the Imagineering story, uh, that great documentary mm-hmm. from the launch, they were talking about bringing Japan, uh, Disney into Japan. And they're like, we, we don't want to deal with this. We're launching Florida yeah. and, and, and Japan. And they, it's like, okay, just send them a, <laughs> send them a stupid offer that, that nobody would ever accept. And Japan was like, yes. This, this is perfect. Give us Disney. We don't care what the terms are. That's how crazy yeah. they are for Disney. And either. it's packed all the time. It, you know, the theme parks are always heaving. You know, I, there's no, yeah. I was looking forward to going to Disney Sea later this year, yeah. November. It doesn't look like it's going to happen with the current world climate. I will get there at some point, but it, it's consistently ranked, <clears throat> excuse me, in the top five uh, theme parks in the entire world. So. Yeah, I I did, I, I did really enjoy t- Disney Sea. It's kind of funny as well because certain things like, for example, like soaring, I did in Tokyo first, so it was like, and then I was like, oh, I got the ride in America. Went, oh, I've been on this in Japan. <laughs> kind of thing. It was just like, um, and I remember as well. Um, it was I think it was like the Indiana Jones ride. Um, they had it out in Japan, and when I went out to Disneyland in California, go, oh, they took this for like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but no, it's just that kind of thing. So it's going to be a big thing really for Japan to be moving forward. Moving on from there, um, for fans of The Simpsons, the aspect ratio has now been fixed on the first 19 and a half seasons. You can now go in. You have to make sure your app is updated to do this. You go in on the episode. If you click on the details option before you start the show, you'll have a little option to flick it. Um, This has apparently been a major, major technical issue. That There was a whole article that went up on like the official Disney streaming website about how they did it and all the aspect i mean real real technical i mean these are like like ha- almost like technical um industry blog kind of things i mean these are so in detail i'm like the, I've, they just didn't want to break the system because everyone's been going well why is it taking them six months it should be easy to do it's like you know they've really they they've built it in so that it didn't bring down the system and i think they didn't want to have alternate versions of the same track it is all like variation i don't know it's very very technical but it's all there and yeah, I mean, it was, it was always a kind of thing of like, I sort of flicked it on and off. I, I got through about a few, nearly the most of the season one, and I actually wouldn't have even noticed I'd had somebody mentioned it, to be, to be fairly honest. It was just one of those things of, it's a 30 year old TV series that just looked a bit funny. I just assumed that that was a problem, but there was a much bigger problem going on that I was unaware of. It's one of those things where if you're not used to some of the visual gags, like the, the infamous um, Duff, Duff, Duff beer, Duff, yeah. uh, where they had the three different brands of Duff, but they're all being fed from the same uh, mm. shoot, which you don't see in the, the yeah. aspect ratio that it launched with. You, you wouldn't know you're, you're missing yeah. that joke. But 
Simpsons does have a lot of yeah. hardcore fans. We're talking on the same level as Seinfeld, The Office, uh, a lot of the shows yeah. we mentioned earlier on, and they noticed that. And it, it was an issue because you do want to get the proper experience when you're watching a show like that. And it's one of those things that there is no dispute in the fact that The Simpsons is the one, if not most popular things on Disney Plus that it is in, you know, it's there in Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Those two, they ain't going anywhere. Those two are on mass repeat. The Simpsons just keeps nodding back into the top one, getting on the, on the trending chart that I do every Sunday. And it's like, that thing, it just is not shifting. And I don't think it ever will. I think it's just, it's got that built in, uh, thing of just people watching and i do as well i just chuck on an episode of the simpsons when i got you know just i'm about halfway through like season two or three right now just i'll just i just put it on and just kind of leave it on in the background and just kind of carry on and yeah it's it's a massive thing for a lot of people uh, and i'm just glad it's been sorted um i i am yeah i i am sad that it took them that long to fix it because it, it is an issue that had happened before with streaming where it had originally launched in the wrong aspect and they'd had to fix it on whatever platform it was on before that. I, I, think I think it was Amazon. simpsons it was simpsons world oh that's app. right or ffxxxxxx or something right yeah the fxx app um yeah and, and they had fixed it on, at that point. So they, it should have launched that way on Disney+. Plus. And I know a lot of people were like, this is something we've seen before. Why is the same yeah. mistake being done twice? The fact that it took them six months to fix it suggests, I mean, in addition to this yeah. blog post that you're talking about, there were some serious technical hurdles, which you would not expect. Uh, you know, it should just be, here's the file, chunk it up and, uh, and upload it for people to do. And apparently it was not that easy. I, I'm very interested to read this article actually, because it, uh, I, I suppose there's that whole thing of if they took the old one down and put the new one up, they can't offer the two. Right. They then can't have two versions of the same track running because then there's two, they're basically completely two different files, but counting as two separate files. And then if you've watched one and you stop one halfway through, and then you're going to get someone drop in and go, well, I was halfway through the episode. Why is it dropped down? And why is the bars in, you know, there you're not going to get all that. Um, so there's been a lot of technical issues that we probably easy way of looking at it would have been, we'll just replace the original files, but then everyone would have lost what they were, where they were watching and the sequence would have been all out. <laughs> you just don't know right. what else it would have caused on top. And I, and I do know that in a lot of cases for streaming content, uh, they're built on caches. You know, the, the first person to watch something builds the cache and then, uh, as it gets picked up again, you just pull the cache file rather than yeah. processing the entire video over and over again. And now you, you'd be doing two parallel uh, Simpsons streams of the same content. It, it basically doubles your load without any benefit on on their side. So it's never as easy as it seems. And that's definitely, and it's hard to describe yeah. because at the end of the day, all you really want is to sit down, turn on Disney plus and watch a Simpsons and you yeah. You don't want to worry about whatever's going in on the back end. No. Moving on from there, um, Ant Farm has been confirmed that it's going to be coming to Disney Plus on June 26th. That'll be all three seasons. Again, a very popular series. Never heard of it. <laughs> to, to, to be honest, it was one of those things of the only reason I knew about this show was the amount of emails, texts, messages, and comments every single time we posted anything about this show. This is the kind of it's this kind of weird thing of like, I know, I even know like what shows people are really after. You get the gist of, you know, someone goes, I want this show and go, okay, never heard of it. Nobody ever asks for it again. And there are certain shows that people are going, 
I want this. I want Dog and His Blog, and I want um, House of Mouse, and I want Roly Poly or something. There are certain shows which are getting repeated over and over again, and Ant Farm has been one of those ones that have been eagerly requested. They got the stars on. They did a little video post and stuff. Kind of strange because Australia put up the list and that it was available on that day but we weren't too sure if it was going to be international and then they put out the release and said it's coming to everywhere else but yeah just a, another big disney channel show a lot of people are excited about this one yeah i i never heard of it um and since i'm not on the facebook page i don't see the request the, the mm. way you do so when this popped up i'm like ant farm uh cool <laughs> so yeah. i i didn't i didn't really think anything of it it's like okay uh back catalog item check good good yeah. to go i didn't realize it was like oh let's get ant farm on there i if it's that popular, I'll definitely check out at least a couple episodes. Yeah, I mean, is this kind of this kind of rolling thing? We're going to have um, an article going up um, a couple of days. We'll be update because Josh does um, an article where he basically just lists everything that's not on Disney Plus. And I think our next update, I think it's going to hit like six hundred movies and shows that aren't available. Of just like there is so much back catalog, and so many people are like talking about why is this not on there? Why is this not? And it's like, well, some of it's not just contracts. Some of it is being deliberately held back for a bigger impact you know and some of it also they still need to upscale the um the resolutions and maybe clean up the filters and things like that and and also probably contracts as well with the actors and stuff depends on the contracts that they've got as well mm-hmm. yeah there's and all sorts of things we don't know about no but yeah so that's that's pretty cool um another one that kind of came up this week and this is one i i think we're definitely going to be interested in a kingdom hearts animated series now this one had been rumored for what's well, been kind of rumored it's been going around for years but it kind of picked up steam a few weeks ago but it was a kind of thing of like everyone's like was coming from one source that uh, we're not too sure about and then a load of other people started reporting on it and then like some of the big uh, people that you know that I w- would look at and go, you know, you've got like Grace Rando, if you've got um, the Diz Insider, you've got um, Jeremy over at um, I think MCU Cosmic. There's like and also Daniel. There's quite a few like what we would normally call as scoopers were kind of dropping it and saying no, it's happening. And also apparently Square Enix are making it for Disney. Disney wanted to do it themselves, but didn't quite work out. And there's a pilot has been made. And I think it's going to be completely CGI, going to look basically not much more different than it does maybe in Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I'll be honest, as someone that has played through, you know, five or six of these video games and completed it, I literally this morning got Final Fantasy 7 for my birthday. So I did two hours of Final Fantasy this morning and I've done Final Fantasy 15 only a couple of weeks ago and finished. So I'm in, in the zone. I'm, in, I'm on board on this. I'm just like, yep. Yeah, but please start from scratch. Please restart this whole story from the beginning. Let someone has never, has got no idea what this is. Do not just drop it in. Because <laughs> I've played through all these games. I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> I am cautiously interested in it for very much the same reason. The, the story has never been the strong part of Kingdom Hearts. I know there are people yeah. who will very vehemently disagree yeah. with me that, but I, I stand by it. The, the story... The overarching story, I should specify, because when you play Kingdom Hearts, there's really three different stories at any given time. There's the story of the world you're in, there's mm. kind of the story of the game, and then there's the huge, like, war of the Keyblade, Xeno, etc. The multi-art that goes from, like, you know, just goes across everything, yeah. uh, which is completely and utterly nonsensical, just yeah. straight up. And it's it's pretty clear that the they're just making everything up as they go along, which is, <laughs> fine i mean plenty of shows do that but yeah the the story is just totally out there and and they're just 
how do you explain this? Well, we're just going to make up a new term to explain it over here. It's like, <laughs> it, it's the heartless who's got his heart back, but then it gets heartless again. It's like, whatever. Yeah, it's, I don't some care. kind of like, and there, there's decoys and one people without hearts that are copies that, but then they turn into other versions of themselves because was it Roxas is not the same is a copy of Sora but, but it, without the heart and um, then there's the organization 13 and they've been around since the key wall and it's like and I like this is someone that has put two to three hundred hours into Kingdom Hearts and I still <laughs> <laughs> it, it's quite telling you go to YouTube and you google in explain the Kingdom Hearts and the shortest video <laughs> <laughs> or, or the shortest like compilation of videos will be like 15 hours long yeah. and it will be in 20 different parts because that's how long it takes to explain this stuff. Uh, I would like them to, yeah. if not a reboot, at least a streamline of the yeah. story, kind of throw some of the stupider stuff out there. I mean, some of it was obviously like for game purposes, like they had the whole card thing with the, the Game Boy Advance game yeah. and, and uh, they had the Pokemon battles in one of the other games which I actually really enjoyed, but yeah. give it a better explanation or, or don't even give it an explanation. It's just like this little creature thing wants to help you out. Fine. That's all I need. We're good. The, the creature's yeah. cute. I am go. wondering if there's going to be any of that Final Fantasy stuff in there. Like, um, you know, where we see cloud, where we see mentions of gills and where we see but the money. It, it's not, it's not it's, kingdom hearts. If it doesn't have no, those characters. But, uh, as, as the games have moved on, they've moved further and further away from that. Like kingdom hearts three didn't have a lot of final fantasy stuff. It, kind of funny now like i said of, of spending a few hours with final fantasy 7 this morning of like so much oh that's from kingdom hearts that's from and i was the same thing when playing through kingdom uh, through final fantasy 15 i've got oh that's from that oh I, and then like i'm i'm going in the opposite way around where i'm going into final fantasy after kingdom hearts and I just really like it. I'm really looking forward to this. I think as well, if they do it like the CGI, like they do, because it looks beautiful and the Square Enix can do some amazing artwork with these um, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Heart games. And I'm just like, yeah. And with Japan launch, this is, this could be a massive hit for them. Um, I think not doing it live action and not just do it the way it looks in the video game because Kingdom Hearts 3, the CGI bits in that there look stunning. Let's be honest. If they did it live action, a lot of the fashion choices they made would look ridiculous, and not yeah. in like oh, oh, haha, that that like Milan fashion show ridiculous. No, yeah. just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Like, stick with the CGI at, at the very least. There you can go. Well, it's it's you know exaggerated. It, it's artistically I think, represented. Yeah. I mean, I think just literally on the lines of Sora just trying to track down Ruku and Kairi because they've been uh, kidnapped by Xenot. We'll see. I'm getting the names. But Xenohort means several different yeah, things different, depending different on which version. game you're in. And it also depends on which time zone he's in. So it's, yeah. He's, yeah, it's very, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm in. I'm completely in. This will be a something that I will be watching, no doubt. Um, I love the whole aspect that it integrates different characters. I know there's a lot of people saying, well, they couldn't do that with Kingdom Keepers and all the different franchises. Like, Kingdom Hearts is different because it's going to be animated. It also means it's um, they can keep away from like King, uh, from like Marvel and Star Wars a little bit easier. I mean, they can do... I don't know. I think it's a lot easier for them to do it in animated the way that they're doing it. Whereas Kingdom Keepers as a live-action series becomes much harder to do to bring in like Maleficent because in an anime, oh, it's just a cartoon and people view it differently than the live action. 
Yeah, and there's also the fact that this already exists in animated form. You know, mm-hmm. We're used to playing it in video game. It would be a bit of a shift to see it with live action or hand-drawn animation, something like that. Kingdom Keepers, it only exists as a book before this point. Yeah. So you can, you can do it in any interpretation you want. Uh, and, it, and you can't say, oh, well, traditionally it's been hand-drawn animation. No, mm-hmm. traditionally it's been a book. We're, we're showing it I on mean, TV now. I mean, in Kingdom Hearts, I think it was Kingdom Hearts uh, 2.8, final chapter prologue, they did actually have a special like, hour-long like, movie where it was telling the story of the Kingdom Wars that you get in the Kingdom Hearts Union X mobile app. <laughs> just, you know, it's like, you throw in all these things, and if you don't know what Kingdom Hearts, this is just like me going, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this is oh, taking a lot of... Yeah. If you if you don't know Kingdom Hearts, this is scratching <laughs> not even the surface. This is the surface of the surface. These are the easy parts. Yeah, but this is this is the thing of like I I went down the rabbit hole and I'm I'm in. <laughs> this is like, but oh uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I think this is perfect. I think this is exactly what Disney Plus needs. I I, I also appeal to adults just as much as it'll bring in a new generation of kids. Um, I just think this is just all around. It just makes it's just a no brainer. I think that the main focus just needs to be on having a fun ride with it. And that was what the first Kingdom Hearts really had going for it was you've got Sora, uh, you've got Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, you've got Tifa and all these characters. And you're just like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's fun to hang with them. And then you're in Tarzan's world. I hated that world so very much. (laughs) Uh, You've got Alice in Wonderland and and you go, oh, this this is cool to see the Disney characters in this sort of different situation doesn't make sense but whatever we're having fun while we're doing it and as long as the show can capture that element of fun i'll be willing to accept it's still not making any sense just yeah. let, let us enjoy if, it i mean if you've never seen um just look up kingdom heart free trailers and stuff and you'll see some amazing graphics with the meeting up with like rapunzel and toy story it just looks like it came out of the movie they this is going to be this could be one of the probably better looking series that we'd see on because this is going to be high quality but because it's being generated by a computer by guys you know by teams that make them and they like it depends like if Namora is going to be involved in actually doing the script and all the rest of it i'm just i'm just really excited about it because it's like yeah cool i'm i love kingdom hearts now i i was a late bloomer on them i didn't get in until the remixed versions came out um on the playstation 4 so i've only been in like four or five years but this game came out 20 nearly 20 years ago so this is a long established franchise other than watching somebody play kingdom hearts 2 when i was much younger uh they were a huge kingdom hearts Mm -hmm. fan uh my introduction wasn't until 0.2 uh yeah birth by sleep remix or whatever the the, (laughs) whatever the the subtitle on that one was which was great birth by sleep yeah birth by sleep but made no sense (laughs) at all no sense at all Still, I enjoyed it. The combat, the, fu- the game was tons yeah. of fun, but the yeah. story was just... Hey, if you're going to play Kingdom Hearts in advance of this, you have to start with Kingdom Hearts 1. There are two prequels, but still start with the first one. Yeah, it's, um, they're, all av- they're all available on like, Xbox One and PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. now. So um, that kind of wraps up the news, but we'll just do a quick before we head off. Um, what have you been watching on Disney Plus this past week? Uh, let's see, I got caught up on the Mandalorian The Gallery episodes. Yeah. Uh, those were... A lot of fun. It's been getting better. Like we, the second episode dropped off a lot after the first, but um, you know, last week or, the, or the, this past week where they were talking yeah. about IG Eleven and the practical effects was great. The week before that, where they were talking about the video wall, fantastic. Um, loved all of that. It, it was great. And then 
other than that, since we didn't have any major releases, I kind of went through some back catalog items. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Gravity Falls, uh, which yeah. I did not watch back in the day. This is my introduction yeah. to Gravity Falls, other than catching memes of it online. And it's definitely living up to the hype. That is a, a really good show. And originally yeah. it was just, I should check this out. I should see what people are talking about. Now I'm like, sweet. I've got like a 30 minute lunch. I can get another episode in. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not to season two. I really enjoyed, again, that's another one that kind of pulled me in. of like, yeah, cool. I kind of keep feeling that a thing of like, should I get into Phileas and Ferb? Because seems to be a lot of people liking that series and like with the new movie coming out, uh, but there's a lot of seasons and stuff. Um, I did watch the new episode of the Disney Gallery this morning, the one with practical effects. Again, this show just keeps seeing to, it feels like they've reached that point now where it's not, they know, it's not just about the fluff. They're not trying to sell you on the Mandalorian or Star Wars anymore. Now it's like, this is how we made the character. This is the this is the the puppet. This is how we made the puppet. This is how we moved the puppet. And I was like, okay, you've kind of gone into into proper detail now. This is more than just a featurette now. It feels like it was much much better. I really enjoyed it again. Last week's and this week's just so far ahead of where I thought it was. I thought the first episode was horrible, and these two episodes of like, yeah, no, these are great. And I really appreciate how they were talking about how the puppets kind of informed decisions they made with the characters. Like they were, IG-11 was pretty much going to be an almost entirely CGI character. Yeah. And then they they built up a, a model that they could use just for reference in the shot so they could mm-hmm. overlay it. And they're like, no, this model is actually really good. Let's actually use it in shots. And then because they're now using the model, they have restricted movements because the model can only move in certain ways. And that really helped set up how that character would move the same with baby yoda where like it's a puppet and it can only do certain things and even when we went to the cgi version of it for a few shots we made sure it could only do things that the puppet could do and it, it was, it's fun yeah. to see that interplay they definitely seem to be i mean you can tell the like when they're when all they're all talking about it of like the love and care and that kind of thing of feeling like whatever happened in that new hope that's all they can do they can push technology but it has to be based on what the new hope was. It can't be, it can't look any different. It can't look, that's, that's a, a blueprint and they can try and recreate it and they will try to make it as easy and as good as possible. But they aren't about, you know, rewriting the rules. It's very much set. I think that might be why so many of us loved it was because it reminded us. Cause I don't think like the, the prequel movies had that. And the, I think the newer movies have a little bit of it. But the Mandalorian, I think, was still Mandalorian and Rogue One kind of had that original classic trilogy feel to them so much more. So the way I think of it is the sequel movies were were kind of designed as um, the original movies, but with a modern lens. Yeah. Uh, and for a lot of points, it didn't really work. But it was it was meant to be. This is our version of these. Yeah. Um, and I think mentally a lot of us kind of got stuck on that point we're like no we we have the originals give us something new mandalorian and rogue one and to a a certain degree solo but not as much um we're definitely we want to remind you of what you loved about the originals yeah we want to take that universe and we want to build on it and we want you to remember oh yeah i love that sirens are on my end by the way (laughs) just in case you can hear oh i could not hear them but that's right (laughs) but I, i was I was so into the moment there that I couldn't hear the science. But Sorry, yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that on some podcasts when I do it, whenever you hear a siren, they kind of say it because I've been in the car where the siren goes off. And I'm just like, is that me? <laughs> it is but, important. And yeah. it's, it's also why radio should 
ban any ads that have sirens in them <laughs> because there's a, there's a there's a reaction when you're in a car and the siren goes off it's like either do i need to get out of the way or oh man is there a police officer right behind yeah. me kind of thing yeah. you know it, it's it's roger he, no. uh, he's not in, it's not france but it's still got his own sirens going off yes but yeah, so I definitely feel like that was just been a really good push forward in terms of telling us how I, it, it feels like it's growing. It feels like they've, they've kind of, they've got past the fluff and I'm really liking that because I want the detail. And it's interesting as well, it has probably been noticed as well that because it's not as what a lot of people were expecting because I think they just wanted to know it was just a, a future peak look at season two. It just has dipped and I kind of it's kind of one of those really weird things of the series was when it was popular and everyone was watching it and it was trending. I didn't like it, but as the show's gone, it's like I'm enjoying it more now that it's more in depth than when everyone was watching it. But that's just me. And it's also making me want to watch The Mandalorian again. It's been long enough. It's been six months now, um, and we're in kind of a doldrums with new releases. Yeah, there, there's a couple. There's like one or two major releases per month, but that leaves us two or three weeks each month yeah. where I, kind of quiet period. Yeah, I, I, I might go back again. and watch. I'll watch it yeah, again. I want to watch them again before season two drops. I think I might do that's, something when that. That's kind of what I'm going with too. Like when we find out the date for season two, I'll probably you know do a, a rewatch right up yeah. around that time. But at the same time, this this series is making me go, oh yeah, I remember those yeah. moments. I want to see those again. Um, yeah, I've also, I've just, I'm just trying to finish off the last few episodes of season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is on Disney Plus over here in the UK. Um, but so not here. No, but also season six just got added onto Amazon. So my plan is, is to try and get through, because season seven hasn't arrived over here yet, but it's coming to, obviously, America has come out this well, past the, week. The first episode started this yeah. week, yes. So I'm kind of, I want to get through season, I want to finish off season five on Disney Plus, then jump into, because only, I think, half a season. They're not full ones on Amazon. Um, I've also, um, speaking of Amazon, the Hulu show, uh, was it uh, fires everywhere uh, the one with uh, reese witherspoon little fires no everywhere. Idea what you're uh, it's, it's, it's a hulu show or to um been really popular in the u.s with reese witherspoon and also the actress from scandal i can't remember her name really we've literally we've binged through nine of the eight episodes this week alone. <laughs> so we've we've literally got one episode left we've plowed through the season this week each night doing two to three episodes a night um both me and my wife have been loving that one again it's just uh, that's a hulu show it's always that kind of weird thing of like see the ball on hulu go right where is it going to land in the uk because it is literally we've got six or seven platforms and you could just throw a dice and just hit a dart and just go like, Where's this one going to go? Over there. Where's this one going to go? <laughs> There's no like rhyme or reason where everything's going to go. Yeah. It, I, <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to deal with that. But at the same time, it would be nice if there was a little more consistency, like we were talking about with HBO Max earlier in the show. Uh, we're definitely getting to that point where I want to watch this. Well, that one's on Hulu. I want to watch this. That's on HBO Max. I want to watch it. That's on Netflix. Uh, I will be, yeah. I will be honest. I'm a little, a little just drop there um a website called just watch um yes I very good all the time um i my we do it all the time where it's like i want to watch a movie where is it and it will tell me where it is um or where it isn't or except it's and i'm not this is not just like disney but i use it for quite a lot of shows of and movies I go uh, where's this one? Oh yeah um like my brother said to me oh the kid my nephew wants to watch this have we got it and i'm going oh, oh it's on this one i've got it it's fine you know and that just like instantly just being able to work out where a movie is. Because I think 
once you kind of get into this line of this is this you know universal you know you got paramount on viacom's one and then you're gonna have but a lot of people don't pay any attention to the studio i always have i don't know why i you know that kind of well i don't know if it's the video collector in me of when i used to buy the cassettes i always used to notice the packaging and the company name and all the rest of it but most people don't so it's always that difficult thing but at the minute it does feel like especially like here in the uk and i think as well a bit more internationally things are dropping on short-term deals just every series is like on its own separate little deal just to kind of bring some in money while they've not got Hulu out um, internationally yet. But yeah, I'm just going to, I'm sure it is. Um, Cause there was a massive, great big um, advert, advert for it on. Let's try to see what it is. Uh, little fire, I'm sure it's little fires everywhere. Little fires everywhere. Yeah. That's it. Um, never heard of this show. I'm yeah. going to look it up though. It is, it is a Hulu original. So, um, and it, so, uh, yeah, really- see, I kept waiting for Hulu to have a package deal with just Disney Plus. I don't care about yeah. ESPN, especially right now when nobody is playing sports at all. WWE uh, is, so we're fine. WWE is more of a narrative. What? You didn't know that? No, no don't ruin it for me. Sorry. No, it is a sport. Legitimately, it's a sport. I'm just teasing Roger because I know he's a huge fan. Um, yeah, but like hockey, football, either American or uh, European, uh, all of it, it, it's all shut down at the moment. So obviously ESPN, even if yeah. I was interested in ESPN, isn't a great deal. Uh, and they never came out with a, if you have Disney Plus, here's the Hulu ad-free version uh, at, at the bonus. Yeah. Break. So, which is kind of annoying, but at some point I'm just going to bite the bullet and go ahead. And, and I mean, the only, the only thing really is, I mean, if, I think it was more the case if you could get Hulu and Disney Plus and you would just get ESPN Plus free. But it would be almost along the lines of, well, just knock a dollar off and don't give me ESPN Plus. I'd be the same because I'll be honest, I think other than there was a Ric Flair documentary on ESPN, I would never use it. I just would not use um, ESPN. I'm just not a sports person. I just doesn't. I don't care I, what color team you're on or where, what town you're in. I, it doesn't, I don't understand sport. That's just I mean, you know, it's me as a geek and I don't get sports. <laughs> Go sports! I, I do enjoy <laughs> hockey. Obviously, I got the Colorado Avalanche hanging out back here with, uh, from Star Wars night. But um, even as a person who's casually interested in most sports, yeah, ESPN's just not. No, no. Television is still where you go for live sports. Uh, I know that they, they want to move it over to streaming. Uh, I know that they, they want to enhance that. But still, honestly, the sit around the television while your local sports team is playing their game is still part mm. of uh, the family ritual uh, almost everywhere. Uh, you know, Whether I mean, you're yeah. watching cricket or soccer or whatever, you've got the family huddled around the TV. I mean, like cricket was a massive impact really on like even the delay of Disney plus Hotstar plus was just because of the cricket league in India of how important it was. And yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see where all that goes, but I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's episode. So let us know in the comments below what you've been watching on Disney plus, And if you signed up to HBO max as well, I'd like to hear your thoughts. Remember to go check us out over at what's on Disney plus.com like follow and subscribe on all the different audio platforms, especially YouTube. And also um, you can find us over at patreon.com forward slash what's on Disney plus where you can support us from as little as a buck a month. And if you, Go to a certain thing, you get your little name at the end of every episode and video that we do. But on that note, guys, thank you very much for watching. See you guys soon. Laters.